1: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman and I'm Thomas Welch. And uh, we got an action-packed episode for you today. Probably not as action-packed as that uh, Stars-Avs Game 7 that we just finished up. That was uh, insane. We'll we'll try our best. Uh, We got a lot to cover. Some Blues news uh, came out in terms of their coaching staff, so we'll get into that. Uh, The Vancouver Canucks take on the Vegas Golden Knights in Game 7 in a couple hours, so we'll preview that. And then, of course, we're going to break into the chaotic Game 7 between the Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche. Uh, But first... In in local news, in blues news, uh, today it was announced that Mark Savard, assistant coach, would be leaving the organization to spend more time with family. Um, An unsuspecting move for sure. I know, like a few days ago, Armstrong had even said, like, we expect the full coaching staff to be back next year. So. Uh, an unexpected move for sure, but you know, one you can't help but to respect. Anytime a guy just says, "Oh yeah, I want to go spend more time with my family," how how are you going to knock that? But I think that's a move that's maybe a little under under, um, not under appreciated but, but sort of, uh, o- overlooked at, over overlooked at first like in terms of how much is gonna impact this team because uh, Mark Savard was probably the leading force in taking one of the worst power plays in the league with the, for the blues and turning it into one of the best so let's hope that they can take his his knowledge and, and you continue to use it in his absence but that's that's a tough one for, for for the blues for sure
0: and it was strange too because I feel like a lot of people kind of talked about this but like the blues like in terms of standing on their power play and like the stats and stuff were good, but like when you it looked like like the unit out there just did not look like they had it together. And like all the shorthanded goals and stuff um, looked like pure chaos. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's easy to write off this move and be like, oh well, like now maybe our power play will actually be like dynamic and actually score goals in the playoffs when we need them to, yada 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 taking taking advantage of those situations. Um, kind of like kinda like you talked about Mark Savard is a big power play guy. Um, and I don't think I really, at this point, I don't think coaching is the problem with this unit because, like, I I mean, just watching them, you don't even have guys lining up for one time. Like, there's guys on our team that refuse to take one-timers. I think I've seen Vladimir Tarasenko take, like, one – one-timer in the last like four years of his career and that's not like he's a he's a great player he's an elite talent but like on a power play like that's kind of <laughs> the most lethal shot is like coming across the crease one t and i feel like really the only guy that does that on the power play that we've seen consistently do it is david perron and i feel like um his stats this year and kind of
1: it it like. as well, but. right <laughs> but but that's just
0: shin, shin pad right messaging. yeah exactly half the time yeah it's like they're trying to Send them through traffic. So, like, yeah, they're useful shots from the point and like tips and stuff, but you'd much rather have a one T cross crease any day of the week. Um, Absolutely. So, I feel like maybe at this point we should focus on personnel change on the power play instead because Justin Fox should be on the power play too. So I don't know why Justin that's not should thing. Be on the
1: power play. So, um,
0: yeah, I feel like yeah. we should focus on that instead of like, Oh, who's going to be the coach that's going to turn around our power play? Because I don't, I really, at this point, I don't see, <laughs> I don't see that being the I answer. Mean,
1: the more and more I watch these various playoff games, the more I want the blues to just call up some rookie who's hungry. Um, and, and have them impressed because... I
0: know Quinn the- is going to be taking one tease. I'll tell you that mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm.
1: No, but we could transition into, you know, what we saw today out of the, uh, the Dallas-Colorado game. Mm-hmm. Um, a similar vein, you know, a guy... Uh, I think something that maybe the Blues could do to improve their power play and improve their offense in general is just give... Uh, some of these lesser known younger guys, a chance to just prove themselves in a lineup um, maybe on a night where some of their veterans are either a little banged up or whatever it may be. uh, Because as we saw just a few moments ago, those guys that you may not have heard of that looked that were initially you know way down in your in your depth chart and your prospect rankings could could just be the the piece you need to win you a uh, game seven in overtime with one of the greatest individual player performances in a playoff game we've seen in a long time. Uh, so transitioning into that, um, the Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche just battled it out in a classic game 7 slugfest um, i think slugfest it was back and forth um, the game was 1 nothing 1-1 2-1 2-2 three two three three four three four four five four <laughs> um, and and the the final not the final goal in regulation was ridiculous the the Colorado Avalanche went up by one with like three and a half minutes left and then ten seconds later Dallas ties it up it, one of the craziest event sequence of events I've ever seen in a game seven and then in overtime I'm gonna have to pull up the the uh, the roster to even try to pronounce this guy's name right um, i think it's kiviranta like I'm, I'm looking for that first name too though i'm, 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 I'm looking i'm to give this guy full oh credit. there you go yeah you can do that. all right all right <clears throat> joel kiviranta yeah age 24 um career regular season numbers 11 games played one goal minus one career playoffs before today two games played one assist plus four whatever finished player um I can't even figure out why he was undrafted signed with a two, two year entry level deal with the Dallas stars in 2019 played well in the world juniors. So we impressed them then and then didn't really get a shot in their organization. And then they're banged up, had lots of injuries. They say, all right, go out there have some fun. in Game seven kid puts up a hat trick, including the game seven overtime winning goal to send his team to the Western conference finals for the first time in who knows how long, um, that's that's
0: that's the type of thing you, you you dream of in your in your driveway
1: on rollerblades.
0: Yeah. Um, that guy could never do yeah. anything for like the rest of his career. Like it's essentially like, I mean, it's not the same level of it could be as, a fun of, Jeopardy like, answer. Sometimes. Yeah, it's not the same level of like a David Freeze because David Freeze I feel like had like solid career after his moment of fame. But like in a similar sense, like this guy could like fall off the face of the earth, never have like a great season under his belt ever again. But he'll ne- like you said before the pod, Josh, he'll never have to buy a drink again in Dallas because of this moment. No. And that, I think something like that, especially for a guy so young that doesn't have like, I guess the resume under him. And like the dude scored what a goal, one goal in his career. And then one tripled it. Goal tripled you know, it at this point. In, in, uh, <laughs> in one game. He, in the biggest stage infinite, of all, like he he infinite
1: more goals in this game than he had in any other
0: playoff. Yeah. Game. <laughs> it's wild. But big props Thanks, to the dude. Like rude. it was just so exciting to watch all of that unfold. And I think like when that um when that avalanche goal went in, I was like with 3 minutes left, I was like, oh, like <laughs> there's there's no way they're going to let them like this game's pretty much over. I was like, there's like, they're just going to lock it down for three minutes, kind of park the bus. And then we'll see what and happens in the next round. They, like 10 seconds opposite. later. Yeah. Literally just come flying down. They, and allowed, say, Fuck an absolute, you guys.
1: they allowed an absolute jailbreak off the next face off. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it looks like, uh, it looks like a practice out there for, for, uh, dallas on that next goal like they
0: they just and you know what who scored that exactly i'm just what i'm saying dude like (laughs) dude just what a display of skill from the kid and just like composure to have that kind of like mindset because like i mean if i'm if i have that skill set going up there like what are the chances like it's on my stick and i just like fan on the shot or like you know what i'm saying that's a lot of pressure game seven (sighs) And, and an OT like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I can't even imagine like what was going through his head. I guess you just yeah, kind of yeah, get I numb mean, to it. But still, you incredible. could tell. Yeah, you could tell how hungry he
1: was and how much he wanted it. And, you know, speaking of hungry and and wanting stuff, I'm pretty hungry for a bill bar right now, Tommy. All right, dude, I, um, I haven't eaten dinner bar? yet. I'm starving, too. <laughs> Mm, well, I got good news for you because Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and it is new and improved with six brand new flavors. You ready for them, Tommy? I'm ready.
0: Lay them on. All
1: right. Man. Starting off with caramel brownie. Moving on to a to a classic cookies and cream, and then jumping into the third new flavor. It is a Ben and Jerry's favorite with a little twist cherry. Barsia, I like that one a lot.
0: Yeah,
1: lemon it's a almond dad cheesecake. Joke
0: for you, keeping you honest, mm-hmm.
1: it's a good one. <laughs> Next up, you got carrot cake a- and then apple almond crisp. So we're getting getting some fruity mixes in there, some veggies as well. Sounds absolutely delicious. Every single bar is covered in one hundred percent chocolate, and they are soft and
0: easy to chew. Dude, I tried. There. I tried that apple almond crisp the other day. <laughs> oh, delicious, my god, bro. Uh, yeah. If you're into like yeah, pumpkin spice or anything like fall, I know that new pumpkin drink out is is out in starbucks that's not really for me but dude apples
1: Mm-mm.
0: i'll snack on apples them all are day fire. that's what i'm saying oh. that's i'm a big yeah. apple guy yep yeah. and the best
1: part is just like apples built bars are healthy they're great for the health conscious person you can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious, delicious treat they're low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for someone on a diet or just to enjoy as a snack. And the best part is, while supplies last, there's a free cooler with purchase on BuiltBar.com. So go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. And we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, all right, all right. Where to next, Tommy? You want to continue? You want to? You want to talk about this this Stars Avs game a little more? You want to talk uh, about? I the, think we the,
0: should the Stars the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I think I think we should talk about the Avalanche just because, like, we've been pumping the tires of the Stars so much, we haven't really talked about like <laughs> how this. Could, I mean, it does suck for the Avalanche, especially Nathan McKinnon, who was just doing. Everything in his power to will this team. I know he might only get round. like
1: he might only get like five points in the next few games. Yeah,
0: and I think uh, this was the only game in the playoffs that he had no points. So he had a 14 game he point did. streak and it got snapped tonight. So that sucks. Did he not have a point? Yeah, tonight. he didn't have a really? point. They scored
1: four goals and
0: he didn't have a point. Yeah, but. usually that would I feel like usually that would be a recipe for success for them. For success, not, yeah, yeah. Not leaning on him, but. It didn't go their way tonight, but um, what you're telling me is Nathan McKinnon is a bust. Yeah, pretty much (laughs) in a sense. Yeah. No. Um, but good news is I was kidding for, for legal reasons. That was a joke. Yeah, exactly. Come on. Um, but bad news is i love nathan McKinnon so you never want to see him like that shot of him being all sad and stuff on the bench like that sucks <laughs> but the good news is like their window is still wide open uh they were devastated by a bunch of injuries especially like in this series i think landis gog they were, had Johnson michael Hutchinson in goal yeah third string goalie dude he looked sporadic too i don't know he was he looked like he i mean he was on skates but like he was he was flopping all over the place dude he was making me nervous every time they were in the zone um um, Man, but, yeah, Landeskog, Eric so Johnson, Don Scoy, just, like, the smattering of injuries kind of mm. speaks to himself about how, like, I think McKinnon said after the game, too, he's like, I would have loved to see our team healthy. So they'll be back. Um, oh, yeah. But Stan Kroenke still sucks, so that's cool. Another year where we can watch him, <laughs> his failed business projects, <laughs> go down the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny because that's probably all they are to him is business projects. Yeah, he doesn't care about sports. Uh, he just wants to make money. No. Mm.
1: We don't like that. No, um, but yeah. So Dallas moves on to the Western Conference Finals, um, <laughs> conquering what they couldn't do last year, winning a game seven overtime. they mm-hmm. um, not to go. Shout out, to da- shout out, okay. Shout out to Stars fans. That's what Can I'm you imagine thinking. after after stressing through last year's double overtime thriller and losing, and then you you wrap around attempt
0: like, like inches it. away from yeah. On and then yeah. you just get, yeah, you get Pat Murray watching.
1: <laughs> you, yep, and then you're watching this game tonight. You hear the third period buzzer. You just gotta look up at this screen. And be like, oh, fuck, yeah, here we again. go again. Yeah. Jesus. I feel like, especially against a team like Colorado. I mean, I watched that first shift. I thought Sam Gerard was going to end it right there. Yeah, I too. It was just flying around. I'm like, Oh boy. But Hey, shout out props to the stars. They, they locked down. They, um, I know I was talking about the abs a lot yesterday. Um, but the stars kind of did what I think we both said exactly what they needed to do and just neutralize Nathan McKinnon, neutralized the high flying Colorado offense, played the physical game and, and pulled out a, Spectacular victory! I, I I I honestly can't think of many better game sevens that I've ever seen in my life.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I give props too to like guys like I feel like Radilov really stepped up in this series as well. And it's like uh, like Jamie Ben didn't really and Tyler Sagan didn't really, but like Rupe Hints as well I had a fantastic series. He's been playing like <laughs> a man on fire, kind of flying through every zone. Um, so I feel like they're getting help from. <laughs> I don't know. We talk about how important depth is in the playoffs Mm -hmm. all the time. And like the avalanche didn't have the depth because of injuries and uh, the Dallas stars were getting a lot of help from their depth. Uh, So I feel like that was kind of the difference maker in this series. It was so fun to watch though, dude. I didn't honestly didn't want it to end. I was I could have watched like 3 4 overtimes of this for sure because it wasn't like it just felt like it felt like a movie. Like there was just entertainment everywhere you look. And it wasn't like methodical and boring and like I don't know. It was just a fun game all around.
1: I agree. Uh, speaking of fun games, there's uh the the Vegas Golden Knights stick on the Vancouver Canucks tonight. But before we do Tommy, I do want to throw in a little little tangent.
0: Um do you follow
1: the Twitter page Gripping Food with Force? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't follow them, but I've seen their tweets. It, it. I, I don't think I have
1: um, a Twitter page that I like more. Than, <laughs> really? <laughs> I, well, I just open up my phone to try to like. They
0: kind of like, give me anxiety. Like, <laughs> like it's, and, and like, it, it's and suspended it, it, in midair. I'm just like, it's not hitting the floor, and it's not fully in the container, and it's just like, it needs to do something. So
1: I'm looking at one of um, the, the one I just posted. He's he's in the bath. The bath is filled with water. Doesn't look like he's wearing clothes. And he's holding a, a, a full enclosed uh, uh, container of Mrs. Butterworth
0: syrup. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: So in case you guys don't know what this account is, go follow it. But it, it'll it'll give you two pictures. One picture will be the, uh, the object someone holding it's a various it yeah. food item, and then the next picture is is the person mid vicious squeeze yeah. and whatever food it is just exploding everywhere. It, uh, it is computer. truly iconic. Yeah, they
0: are they are pretty incredible. <laughs> i think i saw one wow. of like a pudding container or something that one was magnificent when <laughs> i, one I saw yesterday the the, the like chocolate milk uh,
1: chocolate milk carton was great oh it, it's spectacular i mean i mean don't don't follow me on twitter follow that yeah, like, seriously. yeah. send doing? all
0: my followers that way get, yeah get
1: out of here um okay now tangent aside vancouver vegas tonight 9 p.m eastern 8 p.m central game seven I didn't see this coming. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah,
0: I did not either, dude. Demko, though, holy shit! Shout out Demko. 90 saves on 91 attempts, something ridiculous. That's, that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. in two career playoff games. games but, no, I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, could could have been 91. No, come on, not.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely been a, a an exciting series. It's. Vancouver has in, in that sense has epitomized the next man up mentality um going with a guy like Demko and then yeah when a guy like was banged up and then they trust him again the next night and then they trust him again then the literal next night um because they're playing back to uh, back to back games can also okay can we just
0: talk about how they had to
1: play a game seven a day after playing a game six
0: yeah that's bullshit that doesn't make sense also playing a game seven at th- <laughs> 3 PM. That's also oh, yeah, that I don't know what I don't know what dope. the league was thinking on that one. That's I was, major like, I was still rolling I was still rolling out of
1: bed when was, when the puck was dropping. Like, <laughs> what the hell? It was nice to have though. Like he, I was sitting in my sitting in my uh, Zoom lecture with the game on in the background. It was nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, anyways, uh, Vegas, Vancouver,
0: game seven. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, for me, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I I feel like Vegas is the better team, but I feel like Vancouver has all the momentum. And if Demko comes out and plays like the last two games, like they haven't been able to solve them yet, really. And they put on a a high volume of shots. It's not like they're not not getting chances, you know. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like Demko could be the difference maker that Vancouver's kind of been looking for because they're good. Like we talked about on the last pod, they're good at shot blocking too, and obviously they have the offense there with all the studs they got in their top two lines. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, tell you what, Tommy. Tell you what, Tommy. Let's take
1: let's take a little bit to to think think it over while we have one last ad break, and then we will come back and break down this game seven. So we will be right back. All right, Tommy. Puck drop is in a little over an hour. Uh, let's be honest; it's it's the NHL. It's probably in like two hours. Um, <laughs> Thatcher Demko, the rookie goalie, is playing his third consecutive. i not rookie. I don't know if he's a rookie, but the young is. goalie, is is his third. Well, I don't know. Goalies are weird because, like, maybe he played like two games a year Right? Ago, yeah, yeah. Regardless, Thatcher that Demko, rookie, I believe rookie goalie. Um, Making his third consecutive start for Vancouver, his second start in as many nights. Uh, Vegas is, I believe, going with Lehner. <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not sure. Can't confirm um, or deny. Cannot confirm nor deny. I would expect uh, them to go with Lehner, though. Yeah, you, you give me your, give me your thoughts on, on on the game for a little bit, and I'm, I'll, I'll fact check that one real quick.
0: Well, um, oh, Jesus Christ, man, I don't know. I, I'm just excited to watch, honestly, because both these teams like it sucks that they have to because I feel like it's a matchup it is yeah I feel like it's a matchup that could happen like next round with the intensity of both of these guys I agree and (laughs) I really I really think goaltending is going to be the difference maker here um Mm -hmm fucking i don't know I agree. man
1: i would tend to agree i i think this is a coin flip i really do i could can, i cannot say confidently who i think will win just because we've seen you know two, to go back to the coin flip thing Vancouver's looked almost like two sides of a coin versus like when they're off versus when they're on you know they look like they don't they don't belong at times and then they look like they can win a Stanley Cup at others so uh, I, I think that's what you're gonna get with a young team if they can bring it tonight if they can really show up to their the, you know it's going to be for every single guy on this roster it's gonna be the biggest game they've played in their entire career um, besides a couple of the depth guys I'm sure but for their for their stars for the guys that they lean on um, it's it's going to be a, a first first experience and in an environment like this uh maybe luckily for them there's no fans or unluckily depending on how you want to look at it but it's going to be a big test for sure uh, Vegas is a team who's been in situations like this frequently in the past even though they've only existed for, what, two years, three years? This be the third year now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, this is a team that, that's been there before. It's a team that's built to win games like this. So my gut says Vegas.
0: Yeah, I but, would say playoff experience but, has to put them over the top. But at the same time, like, you look at, like, even, like, the point standings in the playoffs right now, and it's, like, all, like, 20, 21-year-olds. So, like, I, I feel like it's easy to say, like, oh, veteran grit and, like, experience will... <laughs> like, lead a team to a Stanley Cup. But, like, nowadays, if your point leaders are all, like, 21-year-olds, then who's to say, like, it's not going to be the young guns just lighten everybody up, you know? Right. Right. Yeah, it, it's... Like I said,
1: it's... It, I In my opinion, it's a coin flip tonight. Um, I
0: feel like they're matched up so well at every position. Like, especially if Demco Like, Demco playing like he is, they're, like, matched up well at goalie. And then you got, like... Tuck and Bo Horvat kind of like matched up there in terms of like production. Quinn Hughes and Shea Theodore, both at the top for like defensemen. And then Elias Pedersen was like 18 points and Mark Stone is like 15, I think. So it's like they're all like neck and neck, dude. And it's like they're kind of relying heavily on like these key players. But at the same like they're also getting production from. Other guys, when they need it, so oh my god, I'm so excited! I I don't know how it can top. Can you just not hide it? Yeah, I I, do. I don't know how it can top Dallas, uh, versus the Avalanche, but I don't think think it's possible. I wouldn't be surprised to see like the same level of like just entertainment, I guess. Anytime it's game seven, it's going to be entertaining, but I think these teams are so like the back and forth that we saw. I think it's going to be something similar.
1: I, I would yeah, I would tend to agree for sure. Um, all right, give me your pick for locked on players of the game for for Vegas, Vancouver. Actually I wanna go first because I don't want you to feel my <laughs> Okay. Um,
0: um,
1: well okay. Vancouver so, I'm going th- Brock Besser. Okay, that's I'll allow it. Vancouver, I'm going Thatcher Demko. Um yeah, That's gotta be I think <laughs> Just based on what he's done these last two games and how he's had otherworldly <laughs> numbers, I don't think that there's a uh, I don't think he's gonna go out there and let up like two goals on twenty five shots. I think he's either gonna go out there and let up zero one goal on fifty eight shots or four goals on twenty shots. I think it's going to be. I, I think that sort of mindset epitomizes all of Van, all of the Vancouver Canucks and like you know young team. Some games they've looked absolutely spectacular. Some games they've looked like they don't belong. And if enough of those guys can show up tonight, they'll win. And I think it starts with that Thatcher Demko um, between the pipes. And then for Vegas, oh, that's tough. That's tough because they've they've been very consistent with their depth. You know they've been getting scoring from. From all around, sort of throughout the throughout the playoffs. So I don't know. I don't know. That's tough. Um, hmm. Who's your pick for Vegas?
0: Uh, for Vegas, I'm going to take Alec Martinez. Um, just because, yeah, just because I feel like uh, he's kind of like that defensive defenseman. He's not really going to go out there and like. Uh, make waves with like his offensive skill or anything like that. But I feel like defense is going to play a big part in this game. And I feel like that's why Vancouver could be so lethal is like their shot blocking. And I feel like they're doing a good job with that. They're forwards as well. Um, but I feel like Alec Martinez, kinda, his play is kind of like fluctuated throughout this series. So I feel like if he comes out and plays like lockout D Uh, Tonight, then that's going to kind of like set the tone and like radiate throughout the whole team. So I feel like. I don't know his production it like, it doesn't weigh entirely on his production, but I feel like he's going to be a key asset for it. And then Brock Besser. Um, I just feel like, especially against St. Louis, he almost felt like invisible. Like you didn't hear his name a lot. Um, you can attribute that to like the blues locking him down, I guess, but I also don't think the blues played well in that series at all. Um, but I really think he's turned it around in these last couple of games that Vancouver has won and stormed back. Um, so I feel like if he continues that production, uh, they're going to get the same result. So, Yeah, I think my pick for Vegas, uh, now that I'm looking at it kind of closely, I, I got to go with Mark Stone.
1: Um, he's been maybe their most productive forward and all well probably being the best defensive forward remaining in the playoffs. Um, so a guy like that, you know, a two-way player, we've seen how valuable it is, you know, f- Guys like Ryan O'Reilly, Jaden Schwartz, um, looking over, looking over. We know how difficult it was to play against Patrice Bergeron, and honestly, Brad Marchand can be a bit of a pass in the defensive zone now and again. So, I think defensive forwards are probably. W- the most, at least from, from last year, but defensive forwards were the most valuable, uh, asset Mm -hmm. for the blues in terms of winning the cup. So if, if that sort of, uh, continues over this year, which who knows, because like you said, we got 21 year olds lighting up the score sheet. But if, if history repeats itself, I think Mark Stone will be the catalyst for a win tonight for Vegas. I think he'll make some plays in the defensive zone, get a, get a nice goal or an assist to, to give Vegas a lead and then lock things down, uh, in his own end. We'll see. I'm excited for it. But we're getting close to the end of today's episode. Do so you got any
0: final thoughts, Tom, before we wrap this one up? Uh, I'm predicting a goal by Max Pacioretty. Ooh, <laughs> at at Max least Pacioretty. he's All got right. three in his last five games. So I feel like it's a it's a solid bet. But he also had like a fantastic season too. So I feel like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I right, just have a, a sinking feeling in my stomach that he's going to score tonight. So. <laughs> All right, go yell at Tommy on Twitter if he is wrong,
1: is wrong yeah. either on our Twitter at Locked On Blues Just or Instagram or hit or his Twitter at T fifteen. Follow me at Josh Hyman NHL. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great weekend. See you all Monday with another fun episode. For now, thanks so much for listening.